As we stand on the promises of God, we can face trials of any kind, knowing that we will flourish in the end when we trust in God. See this example throughout people in the Bible on this episode of The Messengers. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus. And this is Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. The... The messengers, yeah, the okay. messengers. Is that who it is? We are. I always forget. We yeah. Are. That, okay. No, yeah. no. I remember. I remember now. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're the messengers. <laughs> we're the messengers. <laughs> and we are from themessengersradio.com. That's hey, right. I, I, I wrote that down this time, so I, do, I would remember. That's right. Where else can you find us? Uh, go to our website, themessengersradio.com, and guess what? This last week, I put up uh, all the different places. There's there's little icons you can click on now uh, at the very top of the pages, and you can go and, and you can follow us on all these different places. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, and Google+, Plus. I think, and there's I think that was it. Oh. We're out there. Yeah. We just don't remember to talk about them all the time. <laughs> and we're on YouTube with just a little um, intros and things like that, so... We're not. We don't have live shows up there yet, so don't. Yet, be I'm looking. glad you said yet. Yet, yeah. Don't so be you never know. For, I want to see them talking. I want to see their lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> we think they're okay. ventriloquist dummies. We don't know. <laughs> Somebody's pulling their strings. <laughs> All right. Well, today our show is called Flourishing, and we're going to be talking about people who have gone through trials and have come out. Um, even better. Absolutely. And we have our own testimonies about that. Right. But, um, we're saving that for another special day. Absolutely. So, so look forward to those. Those are right. going to be great. And we look forward to, to hearing from you guys also, some of your uh, testimonies. We yes. would love to hear that. So go to our website and click on contact mm-hmm. and fill that out, that little form out, and submit it, and it'll go to both Trisha and myself. But yeah, we, lo- we, we love hearing other people's testimonies of what we the do. Lord has done. And we won't share them if you don't want us to, but um, if you do, your situation could help many other people in their situations. If they see that someone is going through something or has gone through something and they flourished because of it, um, it gives people hope. Absolutely, it really it does. does. So, back to today. We... We all have to face trials of many kinds. We just do. That's how it is in the world. And right. it even says so in the Bible, in the book of James. Yep, in James 1, verses 2 through 3. And everything I read today from the Bible is going to be out of the NIV, except for one. No, except for a few. Except for a few. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, if, I don't say, if I don't say anything, it's, it's the NIV. Mm-hmm. All right? Or I'll correct you. Right. As always. <laughs> All right, so James 1, verses 2 through 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance. Right. That's good. That's good. So as you go through trials and come out of them, you will flourish through what you have learned. You will learn to trust God as you grow. We've talked about that a lot, mm-hmm. trusting God. Right. So let's look at some people that have gone through trials and flourished. And first we're going to look at Job. And this guy was like the epitome of trials. <laughs> Had so many trials. But we find his story in the book of... 
Job. Job, that's right. And this is kind of how it starts. Right. So Job 1, verses 1 through 3. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Wow. Now that sounds like an awesome guy. Yeah. I would love to have him as a friend. Yep. You know? Well, he was a great guy. You look at his name, though, it looks like Job. It does. It would be a job to have a friend named Job. Maybe. No. No? Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Job went through many tests, and in one day he lost all his animals, like all his livestock. That's how they made their living, like everything. And he lost all of his children. But after being tested all that he could stand, Job knew that his real help came. I told you. I told you it's going to be Job. <laughs> messed me up all right so being all tested all that he could stand and one thing about that is in the bible it says that we god will never let us be tested more than we can stand so that's important to know that if you're going through a trial or if you're going through something god will never let you be tempted or tried more than you can absolutely stand he will always be there to to help you right so, just wanted to throw that in there. But Job knew that his <laughs> real help came from God. And he trusted that he would endure. And... He absolutely did. He did. So, let's look at Job. I'm just kidding. Job <laughs> 1, verses 20 to 22. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell on the ground and worshiped and said... Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord taken, has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. That's right. And that is very, very important to point out. That's the reason that he flourished so much, was because he didn't curse God. He didn't get mad at God. He didn't blame God. He was grieved when he lost everything he had, but he just didn't blame God. He held on to the promise of God's love. He had hope in God, and he knew he was his friend. And you can find verses on that in Job 13, verse 15, and 16, verse 19 through 21. Right. So Job had lost everything, but he still refused to curse God. He held on to the promises of God, and he ended up with twice as much as he had before. Right, Amazing. and it wasn't like he didn't have a chance to curse God because all of his friends oh, yeah. were like, dude, just curse God and die. Yeah. Just because he, he had a lot of things that happened to him. Yeah, Not just the losing of things, but he had all these boils and stuff, yeah. that, you know. and Physically and, and just things that... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to look at Job 42, verse 10. And it says, After Job had prayed for his friends, who had kept telling him to curse God and die, Yeah. <laughs> the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him back twice as much as he had before. That's right. Yeah. 
And then if you skip two more down, Job 42, verse 12, it says, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. That's amazing. Yeah. He, he told him he'd restore twice as much, and he did. So Job flourished in the latter part of his life because he did not curse God for all that happened to him. He realized through this circumstance that God was greater than any situation ever placed before him. He flourished in the end. So now let's go on to Abraham. This is kind of a widespread of, of what he went through in his life. But All we're right. going to take it down into little pieces and, and follow a little trail there. There we go. So let's look, first off, we're going to look at Genesis 12. Verses 1 through 3. And this is the call of Abraham. The Lord said to Abram, that was his name at the time, mm -hmm. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That's amazing. I can't even imagine if God said that to me, I'd be like, what? <laughs> and I'm sure he might have been that way too. <laughs> and really, me, God? Really? <laughs> kind of reminded me of one of those uh, little minions. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So we know that Abraham, who is here, Abram, had a promise for God for a rich blessing. But in order to get there, he had many trials. We read about Sarah and Hagar and leaving his country, which is kind of some of his trials along the way, and you can read that in Genesis. He flourished so much in Egypt that he and his nephew Lot had to separate ways. Lot took the best of the area and left Abraham with the desert. That's not so nice. He had all this livestock and everything, and he just said, here, you can have the desert part. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you add an S to the desert, though, you get dessert. That's right. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but God had better for Abraham. You can read all of that in Genesis 13, 1 through 13. The Lord blessed Abram again and said... In Genesis 13, verses 14 to 17. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and the south to the east and the west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, <laughs> then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. Amazing. That is. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a what a promise. <laughs> see, told you, dessert. It's sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. Well, God again reminded Abram of his covenant with him and even changed his name to Abraham. That's in Genesis 17, 1 through 8. He made some mistakes along the way, but Abraham always trusted in God and he flourished because of it. All right, so let's move on to one of my favorite people, Joseph. Joseph. And the coat of many colors. 
Although we're not going to talk about that part of it. No, we're not. We'll be, we'll be going a little bit further into it first. So Joseph was chosen by God, and he seemed to flourish no matter what the circumstances. He was loved by his father and had dreams of, a, of his family bowing down to him. That's in Genesis 37, 1 through 11. And you know, it says that he had these dreams, but people have differing opinions, but I don't think he was like, my family is going to bow down to me. You I don't know, think he don't, had that accent either. <laughs> I don't think, but I don't think he had that attitude, you know? Yeah. I think he was just like, hey guys, listen to the dream I had. And his brothers, oh, they hated him for Right. That. It didn't matter what he him. said, you know, whether yeah. it was good or bad. It was always wrong in their eyes. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they, you know, because... it wasn't from God. Well, not I mean, just that, but it, his, his brothers knew that he was his father's favorite. Yeah. So that just made them just all the more disliking. Yeah. So let's see some of the stuff that Joseph did. He was sold to the Ishmaelites, and those were the... Those were the opposite of what the Jewish people were, of what his native people were. They were the enemy. So he was sold to the enemy. But he prospered in the house of the captain of the guard in Egypt named Potiphar. Now that's a big, that's a big deal. And that's in Genesis 39. Right. So we'll look at Genesis 39 verses, verse 2. Not verses, <laughs> but verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Yeah, we were talking about that, and that's amazing. People like Joseph did not live in the houses of their master. Right. <laughs> but he was promoted and so highly thought of that he was, he was there just living in luxury, I guess is what they would call it. But right. I still don't think he had that attitude. Right. Then... He was thrown in jail, but he prospered even there. <laughs> it didn't matter, didn't matter what you did to this kid, man. He he just he he prospered everywhere he went. That's right, because he loved God and he served him. But that can be found in Genesis 39:20 20 through 23. So after years, Joseph won Pharaoh's trust and was named second in command in the whole region of Egypt. He prospered and he saved his family from starvation. Genesis 42 through 50 is where you can find all of these, right. all this information. And it's not 42, 50. It's, verses, it's, it's Genesis chapter. 40, chapter 42 to chapter 50. That's right. Yeah. So Joseph flourished in every situation he encountered because he was blessed by God. That's right. And he stood the test. He went through the trials and he flourished because... He came out of them. Right. That's right. And he's the only person in the Bible that was never really corrected by God. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> and he's starting off as a as a seventeen year old kid seeing these visions and then, you know, being sold into slavery and then, you know, not only that, but then being put in jail for being falsely accused. Yeah. And, you know, becoming second in command of Egypt. Yeah. He could have forced his family, uh, when that happened to come and bow down like his vision was, but he didn't. He, he chose didn't. not to. And even when Potiphar's wife had accused him of what she did, you know, he never uh, came back and made her tell Potiphar the truth. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it just cho shows about his character. Yeah. He, he had a very strong character. He was a very strong man. Right. 
From what we read. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to someone different. This is actually going to be a, a very phenomenal woman. That's right. Women are people too. That's right. They're just as equal, right? <laughs> That's right. So Ruth is who we're going to talk about. And this whole story can be found in the book of Ruth. Ruth is a good example of someone who flourished. She had nothing but came to God and trusted him. She was blessed by Boaz, who was a godly man, in chapter 2, verse 12. Right. So it says, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That's right. And that first sentence sounds like he's kind of saying, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. <laughs> like he's mad, but, but he's not. Trust but me. But it's not. You have to read the whole book to kind of get the gist of everything that happens through her life. Right. So it's an amazing thing. It's not a long read. It's not a long mm -mm. book. But um, it's a great, great story. And Ruth was blessed by God and flourished because she left all that she knew and gave herself to God. She was a humble woman and played a very important role in history as the great grandmother of someone very special David David that's right <laughs> all right now that was short you know but we're <laughs> we're gonna keep moving on we're gonna be looking at uh, not four young men yeah. start started off as young men you know you're not born an adult so. <laughs> but we're gonna be looking at Daniel Shadrach Meshach and Abednego now these are their their Babylonian names I suppose right. that you could say mm-hmm these young men were blessed and they flourished, even though they were exiled from their home. They were born from Judah and had lost everything. When King Nebuchadnezzar came and took over all of Israel, they were exiled. They were banished and they were led into Babylon and made servants and things like that. So they had lost everything, their houses, their families, everything. But God had his hand on them. They were told to be given specialties from the king's table, but asked instead to be given permission to stay true to their diet and really to God. You can find that in Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 through 20. <laughs> At the end of the allotted time, they had flourished above all the others. Right. So let's look at Daniel, verse, uh, Daniel 1, verses 17 through 20. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, and these are their original names, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom. That's amazing That's, because, you know, now, now you're taking all the things of the world, uh, the things of the enemy, and they're better than that. That's right. Ten <laughs> times better. They're way better. And, and that's, that's, that's how God works it. It does. And if you go back through, like, actual history and things like that, Babylon was a huge, huge 
place then. It wasn't just one place, it was an empire. So to be 10 times better than all those people is just something only God could do. So again, they were taken from everything they knew, but God had better plans for their lives and he used them in mighty, mighty ways. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been given favor by King Nebuchadnezzar and set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon. When they denied bowing down to the gold statue of Nebuchadnezzar, they were threatened to be thrown into a fiery furnace. And this had taken place over, you know, a number of years. But like I said, we're skipping around to just kind of go through some of the things. The highlights you, yeah, of their life. The highlights. And you really need to read the whole book of Daniel. And again, it's not a huge book, but it's got so much good stuff in there. So <laughs> many stories. So good. All right. Let's look at Daniel 3, verses 16 through 18. Uh, this is out of the Amplified. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to rescue us from the furnace of the blazing fire. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. So they were just telling him flat out, hey, God can rescue us from this, but even if he doesn't, you know, we're not going to bow down to you. We're not going to, to worship your gods. There's nothing you can do to us. So they were all three tied and thrown into the fire. But when the king looked into the furnace, he saw how great God was. <laughs> right. So Daniel 3, verse 25. And this is out of the New King James Version. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it's amazing to know that, for him to know that that was like the Son of God. It's amazing. So they held their ground, and they knew that God would take care of them no matter what the situation. And because of this, they flourished and God's name was praised. Absolutely. So Daniel 3, verses 28 to 30, and this is out of the New Living Translation. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be burned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. That's awesome. That's just crazy. It's, it's great to know that they flourished and that God was with them. But God had even bigger plans. Now the king realized that God was the only God, the great and wonderful God. And he said anyone who speaks against the name of God will have all this bad stuff happen to them. Right. So God was really praised and known and was elevated through this story. So let's go on to Daniel. Daniel also prospered when he was thrown into the lion's den 
for praying to God as he had always done. He stayed true to God and flourished because he knew that if God was for him, absolutely nobody could be against him. This account can be found in Daniel chapter 6. And we encourage you to go and read that. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to end this episode with most everybody from the Old Testament, but we wanted to put some people in the New Testament in here. Yeah. So let's talk about the disciples, Tricia. Would that be okay with you? That would be just fine with Excellent. me. And they, you know, if you think about it, those disciples had to give up everything they had. When Jesus called the first four disciples, they he just said, what are you doing? And Peter was like, we're fishing. And he's like, well, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, Peter had to think, I mean, if he, if he said that to you, you'd be like, what are you talking about, you crazy man? What but, kind of bait do you use for men? <laughs> but they did. They He got out of the boat. He left right then. He walked away from everything he had. He had a family. He had everything, but he left just to follow Jesus. So these disciples gave up everything their whole lives just to follow Jesus but they gained more in the end with eternal life absolutely they did so let's look at mark 8 verses 34 to 38 and uh, this is actually Jesus talking to them it says then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes to his Father's glory with the holy angels." That's awesome. And you know, that wasn't true for them just back then. That is still true for us today. If we want to have a life with Christ, we're going to have to give up things of this world. We're going to have to forfeit some of the things to take up our cross and walk. Right. Right? <laughs> you sound like you were going to say something else. No. <laughs> but yeah, we have to give up some things that the world might think. Um, is very important, like money or um, time, things like that, that when we turn to God and give it to Him, we will flourish like these people. We will flourish in the end. And here's something that we found out of the Way of the Cross Bible. We just saw this little um, snippet, snippet and, <laughs> and it was really cool. When we lose our lives for Christ's sake, we find our lives for the first time. Yep. Amen. That's awesome. Because it's a whole different life when you, have, when you have Jesus in your life. It's a whole different life. So we are blessed in so many ways as children of God. The Bible is full of His precious promises. When the storms of life come our way, we must remember that we will flourish in the end when we trust in and rely on God. We encourage you to seek the word for some promises to stand on. Some internet searches, such as BibleGateway.com, are an unbelievable help to find scriptures to suit your needs. 
Right. They have a search bar. Um, there's many other things, apps out there like the Holy Bible or things like that that you can go to. And you just put in a search for, let's say you're looking for love, something like that. You're looking for any scriptures they have about love. And you type in the word love and they'll bring up all the scriptures that have right. that word in it. So it's it's a great thing to go to when you need something specific in your life is happening and you want some answers and some promises of God to stand on. Amen. So, All right. Now it's your turn. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and we hope you got a lot out of this because before we do these episodes, we always pray that the Holy Spirit will, will work through us and that you guys will receive this uh, into your hearts and uh, it, it'll make a difference in you and that it'll help you. Yes. But every episode, we always end with giving you, the listener, the, uh, the choice to be able to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done that before. So choosing to receive Jesus is the single most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. So let's look in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, at what God's Word promises. It says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and will believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with his mouth confession is made unto salvation. Mm -hmm. And if you look a little further down to Romans 10, uh, 10, verses 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So God has done everything already. He's provided every, every way for you to be able to do this. It's not by your works. Mm -hmm. It's not by what you do. It's by what you say and what is in your heart. So by God's grace, he's, he's done this for you. He's provided salvation. Your part is to simply believe and receive. So if you're ready to believe and receive and to turn your life over to Jesus, I want you to pray this out loud. You don't have to scream it, but I want you to pray this out loud. And it needs to come from your heart, not just be words that, that you're repeating after me. This needs to come from your heart, okay? So say, Jesus... I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. And so the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus... The truth of His Word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. And that means that, that you are, you've been born again and there is a brand new you for the world to deal with. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yes, it is. So we would encourage you, though, not just to say those words. You need to get into the Word. Yes. And you need to find out what the Word says about you, about the decision you just made. And we would love to help you in any way that we can. Mm -hmm. So if you need us to send you a Bible or send you resources or help you in any way to, to learn about the decision you just made, we would love to do that. As I said in the beginning, go to our website, themessengersradio.com, click on that contact button at the top, and fill that form out. And that will, uh, once you fill that out and submit it, it will go to both Tricia and my email, and we'll both get it. Yes. Or above that, you can see our individual emails if you don't want to email me or you don't want to just email Tricia. If you want just one of us to, to get an email from me, you can definitely do it that way. 
They want to talk to me, not you. Not surprising. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> so, uh, until next episode, though, we hope that uh, this has been a blessing to you. Yes. And just remember, you will flourish in the end if you stay true to God. Amen. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Messengers. You can join us for previous episodes at themessengersradio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Messengers Radio. And check us out on SoundCloud at The Messengers.